Welcome to TMZ Live. Harvey Levin here. Charles here. 50 Cent is now a suspect in a felony battery. And this is a criminal investigation emanating from something that happened last night, which honestly is shocking, and it's all on video. Yeah, uh, 50 Cent was very upset about being handed microphones that weren't working. He was performing here in LA at the Crypto.com Arena, and not once but twice threw his microphone off stage. The first time, you're gonna see both of them here. The first time, very gently, I, actually, I wouldn't say very gently, but there's no, no foul. He was frustrated. Uh, and and when he got the second one, clearly he is now more frustrated. Because the microphones weren't working. Right. And throws this one with an incredible force. Unfortunately for 50 Cent, he ended up striking someone in the head. Uh, so here's what happened. We're going to show you the victim because uh, she's actually someone kind of famous here in L.A. And this is going to be a big problem for 50 Cent. the big throw, right. and he ended up hitting this woman. Her name is Brianna. She's actually uh, on the air at Power 106 in Los Angeles, and he hit her in the head, and she ended up going to the hospital. Um, yeah, she, you can see she had a bleeding. gash in her head. Yeah, and from the based on the bandages that were around, she was bleeding uh, profusely at some point. Um, and But yeah, I mean, she didn't only just go to the hospital, she also went to police. So she filed this criminal battery report. Uh, what, what police are telling us are they do believe it, it, obviously early in the investigation, but that he meant to just throw uh, the mic at like his, towards his production staff. Like he wasn't aiming for Brianna, but Brianna was telling cops that she felt like he definitely saw that she was right there and that he threw it at her and hit her in the face. I mean, by the way, and hit her square in the middle of her forehead. So uh, this is not like a, a you know a glancing blow. I, I talked to somebody today, um, in his world, in his camp, and they actually said to me, "Well, she shouldn't have been where she was. She was in a restricted area, and it wasn't meant for fans, and she shouldn't have been where she was." As if that's some justification for this. Number one, there were people there. Right. Um, I would imagine probably a lot there. of media and and also some of his crew. Well, but. that's also part of her argument is I know you heard that, Harvey. Uh, she's claiming that this was a media area and she had a media pass. Even if so. it wasn't, you know, it's like saying a jaywalker, you can hit him when you're driving because they shouldn't be jaywalking. You can't do that. Yeah. And to take a microphone and just throw it, not knowing who you're going to hit, knowing there are people there, whether it's somebody on his crew or somebody else, sorry, that crosses the line, Yeah. period. It's kind of crazy, though, that this is just another microphone throwing incident. Obviously, we just had the yeah, one with like Cardi B in Vegas, Cardi. which a little bit of a different of a situation because she was obviously, she had a drink thrown at her. And I mean, we talked about it this morning. It was a little more reactionary. In this case, I mean, he was just pissed off and hurled the mic and obviously hit this woman yeah, right Yeah, he's reacting face. to having a bad mic, but you can't take that out on someone who's standing they're watching your show. So there are two things going on here. There is a criminal investigation, and I got to tell you, I don't see a big defense here in terms of saying why this is not a battery. And again, he's not being um, investigated for a simple battery where, oh, you know, you get your hand slapped. 
This is felony, felony battery. Yeah. I mean, it could theoretically have even been assault with a deadly weapon because that's a metal mic, but they did felony battery. That's going to be a hard one to defend when you're watching the video. And the second thing is a civil lawsuit. Yeah. Um, and I got to tell you, I don't see a whole lot of defenses for what we're seeing on this I mean, video. It's a totally different story if he grabs the mic and he throws it down and it bounces and hits. Uh, right. But then you can say, look, there was no intent for the microphone to go out in the audience. When, Sorry. When you throw but, it, when you throw something like that, you don't, if there's a criminal case, you, the, the prosecutor doesn't have to prove that you were going for a, a specific person. But if you throw it knowing there are people there, right. I, I got to tell you, it's going to be a real difficult one for him to defend. Hi, Ricardo from Brazil. I think like uh, I used to be a chef. Can you imagine if I started through knives every, every, every time anything went wrong? You know, there's no excuses for what he did. Uh, it doesn't matter if he had intention or not. You know, someone could be there, even his own crew. Uh, this girl, she's a TV presenter, so her work, her job depends on her appearance. So this girl needs to be compensated no matter what. Like in Cardi B's case, it was totally, I'm totally Cardi B's Side, you know? It's different. Uh, yeah, it, it, Cardi B is just different because it was, like Jet Devin said, it was reactive after somebody threw a drink on well, her. And, and, and the person can say he was reacting to the fact that his somebody gave him a bad he, mic. But it, he didn't take it out on them. He wasn't. There's a difference between her reacting and throwing the mic at the person who threw a drink at her and him being frustrated that the microphone doesn't work. I mean, I guess. Throwing it in the direction of people. Even if he hit the person who handed him the mic, that would also be bad, would not be justified. Absolutely not. Okay, we are gonna move on. Yes, uh, to Taylor Swift, and although her North American, uh, the North American leg of her world tour is over, folks here are gonna get another chance to see her sort of live? And at a huge discount. Yes, <laughs> uh, instead of paying hundreds, if maybe not thousands of dollars, uh, you can see her for just under $20. The clever price- Excuse me. Or 13 bucks if you're a child or senior. Uh, okay, yes, you can get it for that. The rest of us will be paying $19.89. You get the reference. $19.89. And Harvey, correction, it's thirteen thirteen because oh, 13 is her favorite number. Oh, I'm sorry. is going to be coming out on October 13th because she loves the number 13. But this is a really big deal. Remember, we saw a bunch of cameras that were filming at her shows. And she was, uh, a couple of the shows, she wore the same outfit, so it appeared they were filming for something. Well, now we know. And you guys, tickets already went on sale, and this is like such a headache. It's like the concert all over again, where everyone's trying to snag these movie tickets. Um, and it's only going to be playing for, I think it said like about a week, four shows each day. Um, so this is going to be like the hottest ticket in town. She's bringing movies back. It's going to create, remember the demand that happened? I mean, there were congressional hearings when they were over, trying to sell tickets over ticket in mass. stadiums. Yeah. Right? Where you had 70, 80,000 seats available. I think it's different. I think it's it's different. But now you're going to have a movie theater that, what, what are movie theaters usually Well, but seat? this is, is going to be at people? every AMC in America. So there's a lot yeah, but more I live in, places the problem to is, go. Yeah, but I live in LA. I don't, I'm not going to go to an AMC in Chicago to go see this. 
some this people a limited will make of, the track, Charles. No, there's going to be a limit. <laughs> there, there will be a limited number. I, I am not. I, look, my understanding is that it's going to go from. It's going to migrate from movie theaters to and streaming. To streaming, right? But I don't know. I mean, she has the capacity to sell this thing out over and over and over again. Maybe the way they extended her concerts in some cities, they would extend the AMC run. Yeah, no, I think it's they. It's just money. I think they will if they see that the demand is there. They're just going to end up. Stand the run and the and demand is way. there because because there are a lot of people who kind of want to see what all the fuss was about who would go to see the movie and, and not necessarily the concert. And the people who went to the concert are definitely going to want to see it because you have a better view even in the movie theater and you get Unless reminisce. you were lucky enough to Well, be and then you front. reminisce about, oh, I saw that concert. And you can exchange friendship bracelets again. There, yes. she's, in, she's encouraging that. You guys, I'm a little disappointed that I have to find another outfit, but... You know, could be kind of fun. Harvey and Charles, I feel like all three of us should go. Yeah, you guys here, can like fully here's the experience thing. it. Here's the thing, Charlie. I am not going to go to the movie theater to see this. I want to see the show, but I'm not going to sit there where people are jumping up in front of me and going insane. Here's an insane. idea. Here's an idea. I'm going to watch it in What if you went and you actually joined in with them? Jump up it. and have some fun. That's impossible. Let loose a little, Harvey, or shake it off. Uh-uh. Ugh. Yeah, I'm not going now. Hi, I'm Janika Rimes from Charlotte, North Carolina. And listen, I'm not necessarily a Swifty, but I would be right up in there watching as well. Because if you haven't had the experience of watching a concert film in a theater, it is amazing because the energy is pretty much like the concert. And I think it will also help out the theaters because I feel like at one point, maybe kind oh, of yeah. after COVID, things were kind of on the decline. So this will help get them back where they need to be. So for the haters, shake it off. Sorry, Harvey. <laughs> oh, God, again. Ah! Uh, anyway, it's going to be huge. It, it, it will be huge. Well, time for a State of the Union. State of uh, the Union of Kyle Richards and Mauricio Umansky. And it's sad. Yeah, um, but Kyle, it, it does sound very sad. Kyle uh, was doing a, uh, a live chat. It was chat, an Amazon chat. Amazon live chat with, uh, with, her friend, with her fans, some of them friends maybe, <laughs> um, and she got a question about the separation. Which she knew she would get. I, I don't, she seemed really sort of off balance here. She like had she, to know she was gonna get it. I would, I agree with you, you would think, but here's how she responded, um, and then we'll see if we can figure out here what's really going on in their marriage. You know, this has been very hard to do, playing out with so many people having eyes on us and being in the public eye, but, um, Obviously, we care about each other a lot. You saw, here we are on vacation, and, um, you know, that's what I'm going to share with you right now. So, I got to tell you, I mean, number one, she knew what she was saying. Uh, I know Kyle, and she's very mm -hmm. smart, and she knew this was coming up. The puzzling thing about this, and the reason why everybody is really interested, I think, in this, is that there is no animosity between her and Maurizio. It's the right. opposite. And when somebody says, we're separating, and then the next week they're on vacation together, oh. it's puzzling. And to this moment, nobody knows what was the underlying reason why the two of them are separating, if they have love for each other, if they're vacationing together. And certainly, it right. seems, it, look, we, and, had and Maurizio, no we had Maurizio on, on TMZ Live right before the, a week or two before they separated. Right. And I'm, I'm telling you. before they announced yeah, that but they I, were I'm separated. And I know him. He did, unless I'm totally off here, he didn't want to separate from her. 
So there's something going on with her, I think. Right. And, and, that and, and he nobody... is in the role of being patient and, exactly. and seems to be exactly. giving her time and space to figure out whatever that is. Exactly. Um, that's but, what I, I think, that's and what maybe I think. that's what she's struggling with. You know, she was the question was, how are you guys doing? And it seems what she says, they're struggling. And Harvey, to add to your point about Kyle knows what she's doing here, you have to remember, we broke the story that Real Housewives of Beverly Hills cameras went back up with Kyle and the other women when the news of their separation came out online. So you think maybe Kyle's kind of saving that for the show. Then you also have the reunion that they're going to film. I'm sure she'll be very forthcoming at the reunion. So I think Kyle knows what she's doing here, and she's, she's saving some of this for the show that pays her big bucks. But I want to distinguish something here. There, I agree with you, Brendan. Saving she's, the discussion. She's saving the discussion for the show, but this is not rigged where they're not really separated, but they're doing it for the show. I think the separation is real. But I think the reason that there's so much interest in it, is that I do think the reality is there are a lot of people who think it is rigged, that this is something- Oh, I think that's right. That is a plot line. Yeah, I definitely don't think it's rigged. And then you have Morgan Wade, the country singer who Kyle mm -hmm. you know, recently shot a music video with and stuff. And I think that we'll hear more about her connection. I mean, we kind of know her connection to Morgan and she's always stood by the fact that they're friends, but I think there's more there that she's gonna reveal again at some point somehow connected to Beverly Hills Housewives. Hi, Ricky Wax here from Dallas, Texas, speaking about Kyle Richards. I think the frustrating part is we understand, like, Kyle has been with him for 27 years, so people do grow apart. So it's understandable that she needs to explore, kind of see if she's evolved into a different person. We get it. And I feel like she can give us a little bit of an inkling of what it was, can squash the rumors. Was it infidelity? Was there a change, you know, and whatever type of status there? Give us something. Like, that's what we want right now. So we'll see. Yeah, no, I mean, I think we're going to get an answer on the show. I'm not positive. I mean, she may not say it even on the show, but we will see. Okay, we're going to move on. Yes, uh, to Jay-Z and something that has clearly really, really angered him, so much so that he is jumping in uh, to aid a Wisconsin man who, you may have seen this video, a Wisconsin man who was arrested at an Applebee's. Uh, it turns out the police had the wrong person. And they admit this after the fact that they had the wrong person. But the violence that you're about to see in this arrest is what is, uh, I think, what spurred on Jay-Z to call his folks at uh, Rock Nation. They have, um, they have a, a charitable organization arm of his company called Team Rock. And he has now told Team Rock, get out there and defend this guy. Um, There's a reason he needs defending because the guy that was that, 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 they, they wrongfully arrested? They wrongfully arrested. They're charging him with a crime. So watch this video. Stop you. Hey, please, look, get the baby. Please get the baby. Here, back up. Back up. We're trying. We're trying. Back up. Come on, man. Get the baby. We're squeezing him. Give me the baby. Squeeze him. Stop. We're not squeezing, squeezing you. Let me go get you in. Hey, please, stop. Can I say the man's name? He's holding his baby. His name is Jamel English Jr. And they are doing everything they can. They finally take the baby away from him, throw him down. You can see the punches that are being thrown at him. They have charged him with resisting arrest. This guy was wrongly... And disorderly conduct. And also. disorderly conduct. This guy was eating a meal with his kid, and they come in, and they attack him, and he is fighting back, and they charge him. 
and they charge Such a wild him. video. Jay-Z's, Jay-Z's team, Rock, you know, they, they're always on this type of case. And he didn't hire just any lawyer. He hired Alex Spiro. You know, this is a top lawyer. So I think they're going to really get these charges yeah, dropped. Yeah, Alex Spiro has represented a ton of big celebrity clients, a, a ton of big athletes as well. It is crazy to me that you could actually be eating at a restaurant with your little baby, have your rights violated. And by the way, I am, I am a very pro-police a, a pro person typically. But to have your rights violated, to be pepper sprayed, slammed to the ground and then to be charged with a crime because the cops have screwed up is absolutely absurd. Well, it's disgusting. And, it's and, and the, and the, the it's other all thing, of that. I want to say something about this because just as a lawyer that how on earth are the police and the prosecutor thinking they're going to get a conviction in this case? <laughs> Harvey, doesn't it sound... No, doesn't let, right. let, let me just make my point here. <laughs> that they go before a jury and say he was resisting and the jury says... Of course he was resisting. He did right. nothing you wrong. Did anybody resist? Well, you Don't you get the feeling that they're doing side, this because you it, it, blindside a guy holding his child, trying to protect his child, not knowing what the hell is going on, and he resists? I would resist. You would resist. Anybody would resist. The idea that a prosecutor thinks he would get a conviction for something like this is an outrage. Yeah. It's just an outrage. Uh, this, I, I mean, I cannot believe the, By the way, the suspects that the police were actually looking for had run into the Applebee's, and they found them in the bathroom, hiding in the bathroom in Applebee's after all of this went down with Jamel. This so, is just an outrage. Well, first of all, this is Kwani Hoover from Chicago and covering the Jay-Z story. This video is just absolutely abhorrent. Like, I cannot even believe this is something that we are still even having to witness, regardless if it's racial or anything regarding to that, it's just abhorrent. How are you gonna attack a man holding his child? And a rapper shouldn't bear the responsibility of upholding social justice. He shouldn't have to answer the call of action. Jay-Z and his team and whoever should not have to answer the call of action. It's great that he is such a social justice warrior and he cares so greatly, which we are appreciative because some people don't have that, but it's abhorrent because why are these people that are put appointed to do so why are they not doing this? Why are they consistently failing us? Well, this, to is, look, I, 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 this is the police covering their ass for making a mistake. This would be, it, it, it's just an, ugh. it would be ridiculous if they had the wrong person, they let him go. Just, even if they didn't charge him, you would be like, why it's, so much violence no, it's still with a baby outrageous. there? But then to charge him I'm is telling the you, it's insult to injury. beyond belief. I guess this is just the natural progression. Um, <laughs> that um, <laughs> that a, a Donald Trump rap song, and it sounds like it is Donald Trump rapping, it is AI. Because and, it, it would be impossible to think he would yes. do this himself. Uh, and we're gonna, pull we're, it off. <laughs> the thing about this song is that it is now number two on iTunes. I think Doja Cat is number one, Nicki Minaj is number three, and right in between them, Donald Trump is Donald Trump. Uh, or AI Donald Trump. It's all about his legal issues right now. And here's a little uh, here's preview a of a little bit is. of the song, and then we're going to talk to the guy who actually put this whole thing together. I don't bail, I don't bail, I won't see inside a cell. DA's acting silly, my mugshot is worth a billy. So some merchant made a milly, shot me milly out in Phillies. I'ma beat them Rico charges. And if I go to prison, you can't do me like the Clintons. I'll be laid up, eating steak with Secret Service chilling. Coming for the deep state, I will stop the New World Order. But before that, I'll finish Wells at the border. Okay, so here's the miracle of this when I hear that song. Um... <laughs> It does sound like 
If Donald Trump were going to attempt a rap, that's what it would probably sound like. It's not so polished. You know what I'm saying? It's not dead on Trump. Yes, although the timber of it is definitely the, the dead timber on Trump. is there. Well, uh, as you saw there on the graphic, the guy who put it together, his name is High Res, and he's actually worked with some big names in the music industry, but he decided he wanted to put this song together. So we wanted to find out what's behind that. Uh, so joining us right now, High Res. Welcome to TMZ Live. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. So what inspired you to do this? I and mean, and when is what I'm really curious about. Yeah, well, it had to be after uh, after, after, the, after Georgia, I'm assuming. So for, for legal reasons, the name is Trump the Dawn. It's not uh, the name you were saying, by the way. It's by an artist named Trump the Dawn. Ah, and, ah uh, got it. So, so as soon as Donald Trump got out of uh, you know uh, Georgia, out of Fulton, one of my homies, Patriot J, he hit me up and he said, Yo, you got to do a first day out. So there's a thing called first day out in hip hop where like an artist, whether they come out of jail or prison, there's like a hundred of these. And a T Grizzly might have been one of the first ones who really made it popular. And they basically, they start flexing how they're free now and what they went through and what they're going through. And my homie was like, yo, put out one for Donald Trump. And it took me like 30 minutes. Um, it was right before Shabbos. I'm an Orthodox Jew. So right before Shabbos, I basically put it together. I filmed it. I put it out. And uh, boom, I got off the internet for 25 hours. I checked it right after Saturday night and it went crazy, went nuts. I had no idea. I honestly was just doing it just to entertain myself, and it went crazy. I'm fascinated by what your thought process was. Was this meant to be an homage to Donald Trump or a critique of Donald Trump? I'm listening, and I'm not sure which. So, so that's the beauty of art, right? So I have people who you know don't like Trump that are actually enjoying the rap. I have a ton of people that love kind of the the idea and the brand and the meme the meme esque version of Trump, and they love it as well. That's kind of the majority of it. And I didn't really go into it with any agenda or any narrative. Like I said, I just wanted to do, to uh, kind of make this meme version of what already exists in hip hop and kind of give it a spin <laughs> in a in a political way. And you know, this was kind of the only time I could do it. You know what I mean? There was no other time in history I could have done this. So well, there might be a oh, time in the future. There's going to be time. In the future, <laughs> there might be a sure. time in the future. Yes, you can so, do an album. So hi, Rez. <laughs> so when you decided, when you you said a friend calls you up and said you got to do this, was the idea that look, we know that it's going to get a lot of plays going to get a lot of streams because Donald Trump himself said after he got out, raised $7 million uh, based on the mugshot. Was this just about the money or is this about actually a love for, for Donald Trump? So I'm, I'm in a blessed position where I've had a lucrative career for, you know, over a decade. Um, I don't really do anything anymore for money or clicks. Um, obviously, it's always in the back of your mind, just like you guys, just like me. We obviously, you know, we need to make a living and obviously clicks drive drive money. But um, I, as an artist, I don't really do things for clicks anymore. I do things because I, I want to be entertained by it. I want to be a fan of it. And honestly, it's one of those things. Like in Billy Madison, he said, I don't know if you know this. He said, I just wanted to draw a blue duck. And for me, I just wanted to hear Donald Trump's first day out. So, so um, <laughs> is this the first of many? Because there are four cases right now. You clearly did well on this one. Will there be an encore? It's crazy because once again, I had no idea that this was going to be as successful as it was. I have almost 100,000 monthly listeners on Spotify now, which is like a fourth of you know my own as high res, which took me 15 years to amass. Hmm. And so it's insane to see the world that we're living in right now. But yeah, the answer is yes. I'm going to uh, keep making you know funny songs and meme songs and, and parodies along the way. And hopefully people can laugh, man. I, I don't want this to be a divide, divisive thing. I know naturally, you know, people kind of hear Trump's name and they, you know, they get either excited or angry. And uh, but ultimately, I, I want people to laugh and just have a good time and enjoy it, man, whether they like or dislike Trump. I'm so, not trying to, like, plant ideas in your head, but what does Giuliani rhyme with? <laughs> I fully, I don't know, I fully, you know, I don't know. I don't, not, not good enough, you know, I, I'm not good enough. Maybe, maybe for the next song. Hey, as Trump tried to reach out to Trump the Don, 
now that he, I'm sure he's been told, if he hasn't heard it already, that the song is number two. And we know that there's nothing that Donald Trump loves more than to hear about Donald Trump. Um, any um, effort to contact the artist? So nothing yet. Um, I noticed um, Donald Trump Jr. was asked about it in a live stream. One of my fans sent it to me and tagged me and he brought it up. And uh, I'm sure people around him have heard it. I've, I've been tagged by so many influencers, not just conservative influencers. I have, I have actually uh, successful rappers that are contacting me in the industry. They're just cracking up about it. So like I said, from my perspective, man, it's, it's bringing people together. Um, I know naturally people might be annoyed or pissed off when they hear the name Trump, but people are enjoying it, man. But no, no contact yet. But um, I'm just having a good time, man, whether people like it or not. So the village people are pissed off that he uses their song at different <laughs> events. What if he uses yours? Are you going to be okay with it? I've always said this forever, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, and I'm a capitalist, man. I love I love making music. I don't really care who uses my music. Um, as long as they're not pushing an agenda through my music, you can jam it all you want, man. You know, Michael Jordan said Republicans buy Jordans too. Anyone could buy and listen to my music. Yes, he did. Okay, well, look, congratulations <laughs> on scoring big on this. I mean, number two on iTunes, uh, that ain't uh, small potatoes. Congrats. I appreciate y'all. Wow. Well. That's Listen, amazing. remember, we've been talk we talked earlier this year about this AI and what <laughs> it was going to be used for. This is someone who's found a way to welcome the brave it. new world, everybody. Yes. Okay, we're taking a break. All right, when we come back, some new bombshells in the Kevin Costner divorce. We're waiting to hear what Kevin says Christine is doing to him. Well, can I just say, well, his lawyer. You use the word jihad to describe your estranged wife? Yeah. You know things are beyond nasty. Welcome back to TMZ Live. Uh, we have been, obviously, we've all seen how the Kevin Costner divorce has been playing out, and we've said, we've used the word nasty war. Several times. War. And we've used war. Um, and that's an, under, a, that's an understatement. Yes. It is not just a war, it is a jihad, according to Kevin Costner. Exactly. I was about to say, it has now been upgraded, uh, according to uh, the documents that Kevin Costner and his legal team filed today. Um, responding to Christine's requests uh, when it comes to child support. Well, we should say, today and tomorrow, um, there is a hearing. Kevin is there and Christine is there. And the hearing is uh, for the judge to hear testimony from Christine, from Kevin, and from others on exactly how much money she should get uh, for monthly child support. Um, she wants um, about a quarter of a million, million dollars. dollars a month. Um, the judge has now Already temporarily given her 129. Right. Um, Kevin thinks it's way less. So that all said, he just went on the attack in these legal documents. He yeah. is really going after her, you know, accusing her of all sorts of uh, all sorts of misdeeds, saying she's on a jihad to try and take him down, accusing her of uh, cooking the books, basically saying that she's paying, which we've heard before, for plastic surgery, for unaccounted for uh, credit card expenses. Jason, the we number should say about plastic, plastic surgery. surgery. That's crazy. The amount that they're talking about. $188,000 a year in plastic surgery that he says that she's trying to saddle him with. And disguise for child support. <laughs> saying these are expenses related to child support. Yeah, he, he also says that she says that she has to pay for three kids for private school. And he says, actually, two of the three go to public school. Yet, nevertheless, according to him, she's telling the court that th all three of them go to private school and he's got to pay for that. So it, it's a laundry list of, uh, of excesses and abuses that he's accusing using money that he that was his to pay for various things. But one of the key yes, things is a, a $20,000 payment she got 
according to Kevin, from her, quote, boyfriend. boyfriend. Yes, the word boyfriend was used in the documents. That is how they referred to this person that Christine is with. They, um, don't, they don't identify they don't name the, person, the person, but we can tell you this. Kevin Costner and his team believe, they believe, that the boyfriend is a good friend of Kevin's. His name is Josh Connor. We actually remember we there were photos of them together in Hawaii. They went they spent they vacationed there together. Yeah. They're very close. Now we have spoken with sources connected to both Josh and Christine when they were in Hawaii and they absolutely staunchly denied there was any romantic relationship uh, between the two of them. Kevin did not identify the who that the boyfriend was, but we are told by various people connected to Kevin, he believes that's the person. And look, this is a, we're in a no-fault state here in California. This is uh, being handled in Santa Barbara. So we're in a no-fault state. So, you know, the timing of if she has a boyfriend, when it started and everything it else matter. is irrelevant. Um, there is a prenup that is in place. Now, she may challenge the prenup, but it has nothing to do with but Did she have a boyfriend? Did she not have so a boyfriend? But it's of, interesting they mentioned it. Right, to mention the boyfriend, though they, I think, very uh, deftly attached it to money because that's what this is really 100%. about. And they also said, look, she is 49 years old, she is fit, she is, you know, mentally acute. <laughs> right. And that she could go get a job. She doesn't want to get a job. And he's saying, essentially, she just wants to get child support so she could live off she the wants, of the land for She wants an amount of child support that is going to allow her to just... You know, well, round around. And, and, and look, I mean, she filed documents a couple of days ago ahead of this thing where she was saying, look, I am now living in a house where we don't have a scenic view of the ocean anymore. This was actually in the documents. But it, yeah, she said, so she's actually tomorrow, uh, she's moving in uh, to this new house that is, as she put it, what did you say, on the mountain side of the freeway. It's not, doesn't have beach access. There's no view of the of the ocean, um, but it is in Santa Barbara. So, I think I think most people would. And it's forty thousand dollars. Forty thousand dollars a month. I'm guess I haven't seen the house. Guessing it's pretty nice. Brandon from Kansas City. I'm completely with Kevin here on this one. Um, asking for a quarter million dollars a month is absolutely insane. Um, is she too good to go pick up a shift, uh, being a delivery driver for Amazon or Uber or something? I mean, she can't work. Uh, saying the kids and the family to have a certain lifestyle. Well, guess what? You're a parent as well. Get off your behind, get a job, and help feed the kids. Don't look for Kevin to do everything. There is a point, and they actually make that point in the document somewhere. They say that they're concerned about the message it sends to the children if Christine is right. just going to, you know, just not work and uh, it, it take is, money from it, Kevin. His position is she just knows I'm rich, and she is just trying to fleece me because I'm rich. I mean, that's essentially what, what yeah. uh, he is saying. So uh, There should be, well, there, the hearing goes through tomorrow. We don't know when the judge is going to rule. We're going to move on. Yes, but yes, nasty, oh. war, jihad, all of that. All of that. <laughs> all right, um, moving on now to something uh, very necessary and heartwarming from Oprah and The Rock. Uh, they have actually teamed up. Now, the reason they've teamed up, uh, I think you would probably figure out, is that they are both have deep, deep ties to Hawaii, uh, both live there, and they want to do something to help the victims on Maui. And, and Oprah said she was gonna do that. Yeah, remember? Oprah said she was gonna do something, and what's interesting here is that she clearly was doing some research, The Rock was doing research, and they decided the best way to do this was to come together 
So here is what they have put together to help the victims in Maui. We have created the People's Fund of Maui that will put money directly in the hands of the people who need it right now. That money is going to go to one of many residents who have been displaced in Maui, we guarantee. That's right, and I know a lot of people out there, as Oprah and I have been finding, are just uh, having a hard time trusting where the money goes, what organizations that I send money to, how can I help. Uh, in this case, the fund that we created with a lot of hard work from a lot of hardworking people yeah. who all care about these people of, of Maui, uh, as Oprah was saying, it is a clean, direct, from you, directly to their hands. I mean, that's great. And it is so important because that is the thing you do hear people saying, like, I just want to make sure that my donation is actually going, going to help to people. Go. And they're so smart when you see their two faces attached to it, they know that most people are going to say, okay, I believe them. And the, the, and the money's going to really help because they need it. LeVar Burton didn't get the Jeopardy gig. Uh, a lot of people felt like he was the guy. Right, and a lot of people were upset that he didn't get the gig. You know, when one door closes, what do your people say? A trivial one opens. The old people. <laughs> the old people? <laughs> the old people? Is that what you just said? Uh, yes, there is a door that is open for LeVar Burton, and that is hosting a game show about trivia. A very, if, if it's not Jeopardy, this is probably the next biggest name in Jeopardy. I right? think that is. I mean, in, in trivia. Trivial Pursuit? It's absolutely the second biggest name in trivia competitions. It's Trivial Pursuit, the game we all love where you collect the pie pieces, answer a bunch of different categories of questions. I think this is a great consolation prize. There was that groundswell of fan support to get him to be the host of Jeopardy, although we were told he was never really seriously considered, but he should land on a game show about trivia. This is a great one. Yeah, Trivial Pursuit, it's gonna be airing on the CW. And he is close to uh, closing the deal to host this thing, which... I just hope they don't say, uh, psych, we're picking Mayim Bialik because she's <laughs> off Jeopardy. <laughs> that would be... Well, then now, now you're going to have a war between LeVar Burton and, and Mayim Bialik. But no, that's great for him. My name is Dominique. I'm from Austin, Texas. Personally, I think it's great that he got the trivia pursuit thing because I grew up watching him on Reading Rainbow, and he's kind of like still being a part of my not my childhood but my adulthood as well <laughs> as my daughter's uh, childhood. So I'm happy for him. Like Screw Jeopardy, he got something brand new. I'm happy for him genuinely. <laughs> uh, yeah, just moving on. He's moving on up. Yeah, exactly. There Forget you your ex. Lavar Burton's got a new piece. Okay, we uh, this time of the week. Yes, your favorite time. Tim is here with his rejects. What do you got, Tim? All right, so being able to wakeboard and wake surf is hard enough because you need balance and stability and you need to use the wave. So to add on top of that, try making a basket uh, while wake surfing. So this guy, he's uh, surfing the wave. You got a little mini basketball hoop on the back of the boat. Uh -huh. uh, he's doing his little thing and he takes it, he shoots it, and he makes it. But he didn't but catch the ball. Well, yeah, there is that. He didn't catch the ball, so I, mean, okay. I guess. Next. Yeah, he's, All right, he's got so, practice. Right. Believe it or not, cracking walnuts with your head is one of the most popular world records. So check this out. This guy, oh, he, he's the new world record holder, 273 cracked what? walnuts. This no. is not, wait. No, I've is, seen is this, this video. No. no well, it's not sped up. It's nuts. It's not sped up, and you've seen this video because this is the new one. This record has changed hands four times recently. This one is the newest <laughs> one, 273. But there are two guys that keep Can going back and forth. Can I see his head at the end? Yeah. <laughs> I want to see his head at the end. There's no cuts. It's a little worn out, but uh, 
We're not I mean, seeing, I want to see his head. Tim, Tim won't show us. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Just, he wasn't uh, injured at all, I'm okay. sure. Just take my word for it. Okay, <laughs> so you'll like this one. So uh, when you're walking around, you see pebbles and dirt on the ground, or I should say pebbles and rocks on, on the ground. It, it means nothing to you, right? Well, not unless you're an artist like this guy. So he sees pebbles and rocks. I keep thinking Flintstones every no, time no, you no, say no. that. No, 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 just actual pebbles and rocks. So what he does is he separates the different colors of the pebbles and he's making an art piece Shut with up. it with the colors of the what rocks. The? And so this particular one, he's making a dog out of the colors okay. with the pebbles. So pretty impressive. Oh, That's oh hold on. Yeah, you want me to believe he just happened to see these pebbles. Yeah. I think he they, collected they the pebbles Tim. that he, he would just eat. look down it's at the ground impressive. No, well, to he make it. Well, he does paint a little bit to get, you know, the teeth and whatnot, but he does use most of the pebbles to get the, uh, yeah, no, no, I think he no, does. No, it's impressive, yeah. but he, he wasn't made it seem like he was down the street right. and saying, no, no, I'm going to make right. a dog. No, of course not, of course not. <laughs> but they do, they do call him the pebble Picasso, so. Ooh, okay. the pebble Picasso. I'm yeah. still thinking Flintstones. I don't Sorry. know. Do some research this weekend, Tim. I will, definitely. <laughs> uh, Madonna is very much on the mend uh, from that very serious uh, medical crisis and Life hospitalization. Life-threatening. Life-threatening uh, illness that what happened back in uh, July... Um, and forced her to postpone her tour. Um, the tour is back on. They've reset the dates. I think it's sold, October, right? Even sold some tickets. Yes, she'll start internationally in October, and then next year she'll be here in the U.S. But here is an incredible sight to see. Now, we've seen her walking around New York City, but now she's, you know, out exercising. She looks right like she's Central back. Park. I mean, now she looks like she's back. Yeah, she was riding her bike with a bunch of people, and the guy next to her is actually a trainer, so she's probably out doing her exercises that's supposed to get her ready and prepared for this tour that she's going to be going on. And it's really good to see her. You know, right after the accident, we got some photos of her walking out, and now we actually see her on a bike, which is all good news for her. It's you know what I love about this, here. Nikki? Yes. Not an e-bike. Yeah. An actual, real bike. Pedal and everything. Using her own <laughs> muscle power. Okay. I hate the. Um, yes, I'm going on an e-bike rant right now. I am. Is that, not, I'm not going to huh? argue it. Hi, I'm Abby in Reedsville, North Carolina, and I just want to say I've always loved Madonna. And as a fan, it seems like in the last couple of years she may have been neglecting her health in favor of pursuing her youth, and maybe this health scare will get her back on track. And I hope she knows her fans love her the way she is, and uh, she'll always be our material girl, mm -hmm. no matter how she looks. The key to youth. Is good health. I'm really fascinated to see how this concert goes. Me too. Because just because it's in the kind of the the wake of Taylor Swift and Beyonce, right? It's going to be really interesting to see what she does because she does not want to be second best. <laughs> uh, what else you guys want to talk about? Hey, this is Adarius coming from Atlanta, Georgia. I feel like 50 should actually take accountability for hitting her with the microphone. Um, it was a bad experience, especially for her being a fan. I have a question for you. Should he be prosecuted? I think so. I think they should probably press charges. I mean, like, she should be helped for the rest of her life. That's a pretty bad injury. Yeah. One more. Hello, everyone. I am Ariel Cheese in Lawrenceville, Georgia. And I have to say, being that I was born in Wisconsin, I am an official cheesehead. And I felt some kind of way when I heard this story about the Kenosha police officers. I feel like they are trained to do the right thing. They should not have let this happen. And I'm really glad that Jay-Z is using his platform, his resources, his wealth to be able to help Mr. Evans, because without this, he very well may not get the justice that he deserves. It's appalling they are prosecuting this guy. It is appalling. 
Um, I would hope that that even just the public pressure of Jay Z getting involved will make them reconsider. I think that. they've dug in. I think they've dug in here. That you know, how are they going to say, "Oh, we're going to we're going to back off now that Jay Z is involved"? I don't think they're going to do that. So Drake's tour is in Vancouver right now, and um, he was trying to get some room service. Wanted some drinks delivered to his room. Well, he actually first wanted to just drink it down at a bar or whatnot, but there were too many fans. So uh, here is Drake's dilemma, and then we'll tell you why people find this video so interesting. You got 30 minutes, 30 minutes to send four of them peach leans over to my hotel room right now. Them leanies, them Lena Marie's. Lena Turner's, I have faith in you. You're gonna figure this out. It's my last show in Vancouver. Like, I need the juice up. Okay, so he ended up getting some peach blinis in his hotel room, courtesy of this nice lady. Uh-huh. What's your problem with this? When you teased it, you said some people think that it's not a quote-unquote manly drink for him to be having. No, that's what you're saying. No, it's not what I'm saying. Stop it. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>